<laughs> Greetings. This is HG Wells. Log set S2 log 14. Oh, and today. Don't, Herbert. Back to bed this instant. Oh, but Jade. Jane, I promise you, I am perfectly all right. Are you indeed? I am, really. <coughs> that was a complete coincidence. Of course it was, dear. Does that mean I could record my notes then? Absolutely not. This is terribly unfair. I shall have to base a truly dreadful character on you. You do that. Terribly mean and uh, no fun at all. Mm-hmm. With no sense of spirit or adventure. Whatever you say, dear. Now get back into bed and drink your soup. Ooh, is this leek and potato? Your favourite, of course. I take back everything I said before. You are the best wife in the world. I know. Here, move your feet. I have a hot water bottle that should take the chill off. Oh, warmth. Sweet, sweet warmth. What on earth were you doing to catch such a bad cold anyway? You look half frozen. I was in Massachusetts. Oh? Yes, uh, visiting Emily Dickinson. She was really rather odd, you know. I had a terrible time even getting her to talk to me. What were you doing before that? I was with the Brontes. Did you perhaps go swimming there? It may have been raining. And you? Yes, yes, I shouldn't have stood outside in a downpour. But Jane, I visited in July. I was hardly expecting a monsoon. Herbert, darling, the Brontes lived in Yorkshire. It's always raining in Yorkshire. I knew that. Well, regardless, you're not going anywhere. You'll be staying at home until that cold is gone. But Jane, I must go and visit the next authors on my list. You have a time machine, Herbert. You can go whenever you like. But if I don't visit now, then I'll lose all sense of momentum. You know how I am with any kind of creative activity. If I take even the smallest of breaks, then everything flies out of my head and I'm good for nothing at all. Well, why not take the opportunity to do some writing while you're recuperating? I'm sure having a pen to paper can't do you much harm. But my time machine... Will wait. The authors... Are literally in another timeline. I suppose so. Eat your soup, dear. It will get cold otherwise. Which authors were you planning on visiting? I thought I'd start with a cornerstone of English literature and visit Jane Austen in Hampshire, and then follow it up with Louisa May Alcott as another American... Hopefully she'll be a little less, um, shy than Miss Dickinson. Why do you want to know? Oh, no reason. Jade? Well, I thought 
given the circumstances, that I might go and interview them myself. Absolutely not. Oh, come on, Herbert. She's a delicate creature. She needs love and care and a tender touch. The time machine is not a horse. And besides, I've used it before. I... okay. Yes, that is... that is true. And I adore Jane Austen's works. It'd be very cruel of you to design me a conversation with her. You still haven't made good on your promise to take me one of Shakespeare's plays, you know. You're right, of course, my dear Jane, as usual. I have neglected you dreadfully recently, haven't I? You should interview the next authors. I trust you. And at some point in the near future, you and I and the boys shall take the time machine and we will all attend a Shakespeare original. A cheerful one, preferably. I do like his comedies. Twelfth Night was particularly amusing. And Arthur told me that he's rather fond of Midsummer Night's Dream. Arthur? Our neighbour. Oh, so we're on first name terms now, are we? Please don't be difficult, darling. He really is rather nice once you get to know him. I don't want to get to know him. That's not very neighbourly of you. Maybe I don't feel very neighbourly. Well, that's a shame. Do you have the coordinates for the next authors? Oh, you're leaving already? Well, it seems like a good time to. The boys are being looked after elsewhere and you're laid up in bed. I may as well go while things are all going well. I mean, that does make sense, but... uh... By the way, dear, I've asked someone to come round to look after you while I'm gone. Jane, dearest, I'm a grown man. I don't need looking after... I'll believe that once you've proven to me that you have the ability to wash your own socks. I... Okay, fair enough. So, who have you asked to come over? Oh, he should be here any moment now. Well, well, well. No. No, 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 Jane, I flatly refuse to stay even in the same house as this man. I will be perfectly fine on my own, and if that means I catch pneumonia and die, then so be it. Don't be ridiculous, Herbert. Arthur will be perfectly well behaved, won't you, Arthur? Of course. Not Pete from me, what? And besides, he's a doctor. I refuse to believe that that man has ever been within spitting distance of a Hippocratic oath. Be nice. But, Jane... <coughs> now then, HG, heard you've got a nasty touch of the sniffles, eh? Nasty things, Colds. I found a brand new tonic that ought to put you to rights in an instant. Don't you come near me with that stuff. Goodness, Herbert, it won't do you any harm to take your medicine. You'll keep an eye on him, Martha, won't you? Not to worry. Dr Doyle is on the case. We'll have a jolly good wheeze, won't we, HG? <laughs> That's the ticket. I will have lots to keep us out of mischief, as I'm working on a new short story. Oh, what's it about? It's a... Uh, well, it's a... Uh, it's, it's another Sherlock Holmes story. Really? I do love your Sherlock Holmes adventures, Arthur. Uh, sadly, most of the public seems to agree with you. Strand wants more content to placate the fans. HG, I see you're writing something new again. Capital! Perhaps I could take a small... No. Not even a... No, absolutely not. Well, I think I'd best be off. No, Jane, wait. Um, Jane, perhaps you could wait just a second. No, no, I really must go. Time and time machines wait for no woman and all of that. Now, let's see. Into right-hand drive. Ah, that's more like it. Everything seems set up. Jane, 
love of my life, please, will you? I yeah. really am dreadfully excited to meet Miss Austin and Miss Alpha. Thank you so much for lending me the time machine. And thank you, Arthur, for keeping an eye on Herbert. Now, wait just a minute. Uh, you're welcome, but study on now, Jane. Don't you think? Sorry, I can't help you. See you soon, boys. Jane, don't leave me with the... <coughs> <coughs> So, uh, would you like to hear about an absolutely fascinating book I've been reading on fairies recently? No! This podcast was brought to you by Turpentine Productions. You can find us on Tumblr at Turpentine Productions, Twitter at HG Wells Regrets, and Facebook at HG Wells Has His Regrets. Or check out our website, www.hgwellshasisregrets.wordpress.com. This episode of H.G. Wells Has His Regrets was written and produced by Francesca Mylord Ford with assistance from Emily Hancock. Music composed by Emily Hancock and Joe Ashkari and sound design by Howard White. This show was created and executive produced by Emily Hancock. H.G. Wells was voiced by James Carpenter. Catherine Jane Wells was voiced by Georgia Fisk. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was voiced by Nathan Donnelly. This podcast is fictitious and all characters within are merely fictional interpretations of the people they're based on and are not to be taken as serious or accurate portrayals. We'll end the episode with a quote from George Eliot's Middlemarch. And, of course, men know best about everything, except what women know better. Thanks for listening.